Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We help committed people stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are talking to Peter Lapp of Healthy Postnatal Body. Peter is out of Edinburgh. He also owns Castle Personal Training. We got hooked up a little while ago and uh, had a great chat. Peter and I, we were talking for a while and then suddenly realized we weren't recording. So there's not a whole lot of introduction. We just kind of roll right into this one, which is why you're hearing my dulcet tones right now. Check out the show notes for all the links. Follow Healthy Postnatal Body. Check out the show notes for all the links. Follow Healthy Postnatal Body on Instagram and Facebook. If you just write Healthy Postnatal Body, you will find everything Peter is doing. It's amazing. A lot of it is free, and he's a really good dude. Let's get into it. Cool. So um, my name is Peter, uh, Peter Lapp. Uh, I own Castle Personal Training and HealthyPostnatalBody.com, and I am... Uh, a postnatal fitness specialist or exercise specialist or whatever you want to call me. It's all fine. Postnatal personal trainer is what we used to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't cut it anymore, I don't think. And that is pretty much all there is to it for me. So you're both castle personal training and healthy postnatal body. Yeah. So my castle mm-hmm. personal training is like my, my business in Edinburgh, which mm-hmm. just think normal per home personal training studio. And I employ a couple of people and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the healthy postnatal body is just my online, my, my website, uh, because I found that uh, I don't know where it is what it's like when uh, where you are. But in Edinburgh for the past 10 years, I was kind of the only person doing any sort of postnatal stuff. Really? Um, wow. It, it just wasn't a market. And even the way I fell into it was was a bit silly. I had, um, I used to just be a normal, as we say, personal trainer, just all around health, weight loss, and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends in America, he's a PT, he kept complaining about how he was losing clients all the time. He said, I train all these mid-twenties women and they all by the time they're 30 they all leave me because i'm not postnatal qualified they want to keep training with me but i don't have the skill set to do it i said well that's a stupid way to lose clients right if people want to stay with you then let's see if we can make that happen Uh, so so i thought and we kind of had the same market i was training a lot of women 25 to 30 32 years old so i got my postnatal qualifications and before i knew it that was all i did uh, because no one else was <laughs> no one else was actually doing it. It's a powerful niche. It's well, yeah, it's and it's odd, right? Because you know, the numbers are there almost more than there are for weight loss. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. When you think postpartum, because uh, every I think every woman postpartum, every every woman who's given birth kind of needs some form of rehab exercise. Uh, yeah, it's 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 certainly going to be helpful in in basically every situation. Yes, exactly. So it's mm-hmm. it's almost a shame not to, and 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 like I said, that's not just um, that that is not for postnatal weight loss per se, right? So I'm not saying right. let's get rid of the baby weight. I'm saying to deal with the issues of having been pregnant and having given birth and and how the body responds to that and all that sort of stuff. And are you? Uh, you may not be either of these, but are you more focused with rehab right out of pregnancy or like return to fitness, return activity, a longer tail on that? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I I've, I started with the rehab right out of pregnancy. So six mm-hmm. weeks, you go to the doctor, you get your six-week checkup, which is usually focused around looking after the baby for 10 minutes and then asking the mom if she's going to kill herself anytime soon. Right? It's, it's all geared towards postnatal depression. Yeah. Uh, which is a which is a powerful thing, right? We we need to hit that. Absolutely. We need to cover that. But there's very little, in the UK at least, there's very little done with regards to uh, a woman's uh, physical health postnatal, at least not not from uh, from our health service and, and not right. from not from the GP. Um, so I really focused on that in the beginning, six weeks to two weeks, two years onwards, people were coming to me. Um, and then I kind of found that, you know, it's the how long is a piece of string approach? Most postnatal, yeah. most exercise programs are 12 weeks, right? 
Um, yeah, it's a pretty standard if, yeah. if you're going to buy one. Exactly. If you're going to buy a, uh, any sort of training program, it tends to be about the 12 weeks of the program. And there's a couple of reasons for this, of course. If you're dealing with strength and conditioning, it makes sense because every 12 weeks you kind of need a new program because you need to step it up, right? So that makes complete sense. For postnatal, it's kind of more to do with what we can get people to stick to. As in, if I sell you a 12-week program, I can convince you to buy a 12-week program. Convincing you that something is a good idea for nine months is a much more difficult idea. For sure. Absolutely. And and for a lot of people, postpartum, they do need a bit more help than just a three-month sort of deal. Which is why I always say the first three months, every woman should kind of get for free, right? So on my uh, on my website, I have a three-month free trial. No, just everybody, you sign up day one, you cancel it. I don't, I don't care. That's your 12 weeks. That's your cover. That covers the vast majority of postpartum issues. But then after that, it does turn into your standard subscription service uh, mm-hmm. because there's a lot still to tackle. But it's it's a very it's a very extremely reasonably priced subscription. Am I right? Yeah, I, I charge uh, eight pounds or ten dollars an hour. Right. Uh, uh, ten dollars a month. Sorry. Um, that is just because, but that is more an ideological sort of decision for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this sounds a bit soppy because I'm not not hippie-ish and not, not tree-hugger-ish. But I, I, I just thought, you know, in Edinburgh alone, there are 5,000 women give birth every, every year. Uh, I know in the, in, the, in the States, even the average cost of having a child uh, when you have insurance is $4,500. Right? That yes, is just giving lucky. birth and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. If you if you have insurance and you're and you're covered and all that sort of stuff, in a lot of cases it's significantly more expensive. Yeah. By quite a bit. Uh, yes, exactly. It can be backbreakingly expensive. So I thought, okay, the one thing we should not really then add to uh, it's like adding insult to injury for me then charging a thousand dollars for a subscription or or something like that because that means that all the all the people that need that, because let's be honest, I mean, a lot of my clients have a bit of money. More my personal training clients have a mm-hmm. bit of money. So they can afford it, so to speak. But when you start pricing postnatal packages at $100, you're pricing a lot of people that need this stuff out of the market. Absolutely. And I think most PTs, when they, when they got into this business, they got into this business to help people. Right, you you definitely did. I had a look at your 100%. Instagram, and, and it just it makes sense. We're here to help people, and sometimes we can get a little bit carried away by the idea that that money is everything. I, you can charge five hundred dollars for a package, yeah, but then you're only hitting a certain part of the population, and it then almost doesn't matter anymore whether you say you're inclusive or not. Well, that's an interesting point. I mean, there's an argument that any you know, unless it's free. You're going to price somebody out. Yeah, sure. Right. At some point, everyone's priced out. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that you, you you have the personal training business and the and the online the the healthy mm-hmm. postnatal body, and that seems like a nice balance where you can provide like that really individualized value for people who can afford it, but recognizing that not everyone can afford it, and a problem that we're running into a lot, like you 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 there's only so many hours in the day. Like we're starting to run to the wall. We're like there's only one of us. <laughs> and we can only help so many people. So we've been like very softly exploring some online template ideas mm-hmm. um, over which I would consider this, you know, a template, you know, you publish a program, yeah, of course everyone kind is, of yeah. does the thing. Who would you say is the ideal client for the healthy postnatal body for your online offering? For healthy postnatal body, the easiest client, the easiest client is always for, for me is the person who's, who has just had a six week checkup, who had, doesn't have any major sort of postpartum issues. So diastasis recti separation of the stomach muscles, mm-hmm. pelvic floor problems, all that sort of stuff. If that is not too bad, so say around a two and a half centimeter, three centimeter separation and mm-hmm. decent muscle functionality. So someone who stays active during pregnancy, yep. they take about six to eight weeks to get results in my program. And I, I find that I find a lot of that, a lot of women, the vast majority of people, about 80%, it's just under 80%, but about 80%, of women sign up on day one and they cancel at the two month stage. And that is before I've sent them the reminder email that their free trial is about to expire, which comes like two days before the three months is up. And and those are all women that the feedback I get, because I have quite an active, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky, I have a very engaged membership. 
the, oh, feedback, the feedback I get is just, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. This is I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to go back to training with my own personal trainer. Uh, but the issue that I came to you for is fixed. So they view me just as a rehab guy, which is awesome because okay. rehab is all about fixing people and then moving on to the next, right? It's, it's, it's a production line sort of, sort of approach almost. And I would imagine you view that as a success. Like it was a 12-week template, eight weeks in, they were happy. They did exactly what it was supposed to do and they can move on. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's a massive win for me because fundamentally – when, when the, and this is something I had to learn, right? Uh, you're a guy and I'm a guy and I don't know about you, but whenever I talk to my friends about health and fitness, we don't talk about personal trainers and all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying, yeah, I also see this coach and he helps me with my jujitsu a little bit. It's all, it's all stuff that I kind of feel, maybe this is just me because I'm 46 and therefore a different, <laughs> different generation, but it is my Health and fitness is almost all stuff I feel I should already know. In front, Absolutely. in front of my mates, especially because they're like, "You're a personal trainer. Why do you need to work with somebody else?" And then I can say, "Yeah, because otherwise I don't feel like training. I don't feel like showing up." Yeah, six, accountability is six, huge. Six o'clock on a Monday morning. Are you insane? Right. I've got stuff to do. I've got work to do. I pay a guy because if I pay the guy, I'll show up at six o'clock. Mm. Um, and. And I, I like the guy and I like the person I, I work with and all that sort of stuff. But if I don't see that guy, I lose that. I, I'm, I'm going to do video templates. Um, I'm going to do other stuff. I'm going to mm -hmm. do blogs. I'm going to do podcasts. And I need to look after my health. Um, so for me, for to say have that in the, have that conversation with guys is almost slightly difficult. Whereas women, especially moms, they talk so much it is insane so postpartum issues that is is just a regular conversation that they have so every woman who's had a success with me recommends one or two people oh you mean people to come to you people to come to the program yep. and all that sort of stuff yeah. yeah so that just means that my numbers go up and 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 you know that you know it's not even about the internet is weird these days, right? Because people regularly ask me, how can you do a free month free trial and still make money? And the answer is, I don't make that much money. But right. fundamentally, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Uh, uh, At some point, enough volume will do enough money. Exactly, because it then becomes about, I don't know, putting a little ad up on the site and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't need to charge people. And it's, it's, the internet has completely changed the game with regards to that sort of stuff, uh, as far as I know. So I'm more than happy for women to say, I'll sign up. I cancel after two months. I'm done with this guy. I'm moving back to my gym or my PT or whatever else mm -hmm. you do, Pilates class. And if any of my friends ask for advice, then they can just say, yeah, I went to this guy's site and it was, didn't cost me a penny, uh, but it solved my problem. Yeah, word of mouth recommendations are incredibly powerful. Yeah, they're huge. Can you tell me, um, without giving anything, well, I guess it's free, so you're not giving any secrets away per se, but no, like no, no. an outline of what the process would be if someone goes through healthy postnatal body, if they decide to sign up? Yeah, sure. So basically what I always say, there are three stages to postnatal training. And three stages to any sort of rehab stuff. So even if you have shoulder problems, you can just apply this sort of stuff. Uh, but postnatal, the first four to six weeks is all muscle activation making sure that the right muscles fire up again. Because when you're pregnant, and you might have come across this if you work with like obese people and all that sort of stuff, because their center of gravity is so so different from what it should be, the glutes aren't uh, as active as they should be. You could have dysfunctional mm -hmm. muscles. Pelvic floor issues are huge. And it's a, complex, uh, it's a complex area, the, the, the pelvic floor reason. That whole midsection is, is quite tricky. Uh, so just making sure everything fires up again. That takes about four to six weeks. It's like basically waking muscles up from a coma, <laughs> so to speak. They've deliberately like a switched off. Yeah, yeah they, they've deliberately switched off. Uh, and therefore, we just need to get them going again. And what I come across a lot with people, and this is all people, and this includes myself, is that we're not necessarily sure how our bodies should feel when they're functioning well if that makes any sense whatsoever. Right? Completely. We're, we're quite far removed from, I mean, I've had an aching shoulder for two weeks and probably a year and a half. Right. 
I'm just coach's not, man, right? We're terrible. Yeah, exactly, at this. exactly. It's horrible. Uh, but it does mean that I am just not that aware of of what it really feels like how to have a have a have a really well functioning shoulder. Yeah, that's a great point. And this is, we work with a, a fair amount of uh, perinatal postpartum people as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think part of what you're saying here, like we can take this opportunity to kind of rebuild your fitness yeah. and your activity and start learning how actually it was always supposed to feel this way. But now we have the time and we have your focus and we can really pay attention on what it's like to actually like engage your abs while you're breathing, while you're lying down and like waking things up and potentially not 100%, but we can be stronger than you were before because we're, we're rebuilding with amazing quality and focus because you're, you're really, really paying attention now. And, and that's exactly right. That is, that is 100% correct. That is what I always tell everybody. As in your postpartum body will always be different from your uh, antenatal body, from before yeah, you're pregnant. Different. It will never go back to, to the old ways. In the same way that I'm 46, I'll never be 26 again. It just won't happen. But you can be better and stronger because stuff that wasn't working that you didn't even know about can all of a sudden be working. Um, core activation is is so huge. It makes such a big difference to functioning well in life, um, feeling better, lifting heavier things, especially when you're working with athletes and, and you're working with uh, people who like to spend a lot of time in the gym. Yep. Um, Core activation is everything. I mean, I, I, I've, I've trained soccer players and that are just like, just making them a little bit quicker on the turn. And I'm just a post-Python guy, right? So these are soccer players that, that came to me. And, ah, can you give me, just teach me how to activate my core properly. Four, six sessions. Four yep. to six sessions is all it takes because they're just not aware. They, they know everything else, but they're not quite aware how it should feel. Yeah, if they've never felt it and been taught how to actually get in that truly active braced position, they've been doing something, Mm -hmm. but maybe not correctly. Yeah, exactly. They've tightened their abs, like exactly what you were saying. Of the or they've done the uh, the whole uh, Valsalva maneuver. They've held their Mm -hmm. breath and they braced their core, but not quite right. They just they they pumped a lot of air into their belly, so to speak, and then they hold held their breath. Uh, Right. And, and you see this a lot with with uh, with powerlifters and and all that sort of stuff. And I get why they do it, right? So I'm I'm not comparing. <laughs> I'm not telling yeah, people different. to change the way they breathe on when they're like Olympic level powerlifters, that sort of stuff. But for normal people, for ninety percent of the people out there, it's not about athletic achievement so much. It's much more about being able to do things to feel well and to perform at your personal highest level without any risk of injury and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Allowing people to do whatever it is they want to do. That makes yes, them exactly. Happy. So that's phase one is based around core yeah, strength, sure. core activation. Yeah. What's next? So next we start strengthening up the right muscles, right? Mm-hmm. So that is, again, that's another four to six week stage usually. Um, and that takes you to that 12 week Sort right. of sort of stage of program, just strengthening up. So the exercises get a bit more complex and a bit more. I mean, I tend to um, I tend to do four week programs because with okay. rehab, it's all just about continuous progression and all that sort of stuff. Um, in the same way that is with strength and conditioning training, this is kind of think of more like strength and conditioning. That 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 second bit, strengthening up the right muscles, keeping the focus on. Functioning properly, form, breathing, and, and and all that sort of stuff, and then strengthening up the right muscles to the point that after twelve weeks you should be able to do the basic things well. Things like when you're talking postpartum, things like leg raises and all that sort of stuff, okay. which is quite a tricky movement on the core. There's quite yeah. a lot of tension on the core when you do leg raises. If you can perform a leg raise, you're done with me. Is what I always say. Oh, great. That's part of your checklist. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. leg raise, tick, because you're in control of your core. Nothing is popping up. Everything functions well. Everything contracts properly. You're done with me. You can stick around, but you don't have to. You can go to the gym and do basically whatever you want. Um, And then what I find is after that 12-week stage, that's when, that's kind of when I start to move into what other things we can fix. Right? So postpartum, people tend to have two or three issues. 
because of course babies get bigger babies have to be carried more uh babies are breastfeeding and all that sort of of, Mm -hmm. sort of stuff most people have posture problems anyways as you know so we might as well then tackle those things but that yeah, that's side-to-side side imbalance that's so common because they always hold it on one side. Exactly. Yeah, everybody. And and it's it's one thing to say, uh, oh, you shouldn't really put your toddler on your hips when you're cooking. But, okay, you tell me a different solution. Yeah, where am I supposed to put it? <laughs> exactly. I have to, like, he won't stop crying. I also need to cook. Thanks for the advice. But Yes, exactly. Please give me something I can actually use. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned breathing. What kind of What kind of breathing or breathwork focus do you do? So everything I do, and I start with this. This is the very first thing that I start with. I start what I do, what I call the core breath. So basically, activating the core from the bottom up. So, I love it. Um, so you have a lot of people. I've, I've come across a lot of this recently for some reason. Uh, diaphragmatic breathing is back in, um, yep. right? And and we kind of know what it is, and and I think it works for a large segment of the population. So I'm not slagging it off. I'm just saying it's not the most effective postpartum way to activate your core because it comes from above. It comes from your diaphragm. So that is like the top part, so your ribcage, and say above your belly button. Okay. That bit. I much prefer to have people, when they exhale, contract their TVA and all that sort of stuff. So uh, your transverse abdominus. And think uh, for your listeners... Think that little V taper that Brad Pitt had in Fight Club. You know, when <laughs> Brad Pitt was so ridiculously ripped and it was the first time at least I'd ever seen anything, anyone look like that. that. That little V taper below his belly button, that section is where, for most women, the vast majority of the damage is because that's where the pressure has been for, for six to nine months. It's been seriously expanded. There's been a lot of weight on it. Exactly. And even for us in daily life, I mean, I don't know how much time you spent behind on your your chair and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, that's where there is very little activation. Mm -hmm. Usually, even when you see most people train in the gym, and I would say everybody kind of needs to breathe this way almost. Because most of the time you see people do core work in the gym. They focus on the top part of their abdominals. Yeah, that's true. And and that is, with the best will in the world, the least important part of your abs. So are you describing an exhale, trying to generate the beginning of the exhale with with, uh, contracting your TVA? Yeah. So basically what I I would say, and uh, I've, I've got a little video on YouTube, but basically what I say is if you place your hand on your belly button with your fingers pointing towards your, uh, your pubic bone, and then you exhale and you pull in at the bottom first, exhale through, and mm-hmm. then almost like pulling your belly button, not towards your spine, but in and up. So yep. that you exhale on the way up that way. You get much better core contraction at the bottom of your um, of your core. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's a really good cue, and that, that tactile cue will re- be really helpful for people. It's all about, I think we're all accomplishing the same thing, and I really mm-hmm. like that way of, of thinking about it and talking about it. Yeah, I, I think it makes, I think, and that way of breathing, if you, if you can take that way, and this goes for almost anyone, right? This is not just postpartum, but if you can take this through any sort of, if you can have it become natural and you can take it through any sort of gym routine, you feel that you get so much better results. I mean, because if you look at it, I mean, I don't know how much time you spend in the gym just looking around, right? Um, but I'm a personal trainer and therefore, by definition, you kind of do. It's the top part of their abs above their belly button can be flat and then below their belly button they have a bit of a bump because that part of the core is just weaker in most people because nobody trains it. Everybody does bicycle crunches and they're an awesome exercise and I highly recommend people do any sort of oblique work and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you change your breathing during all those exercises, yeah, then you'll find that that lower part of your body strengthens up. Yeah, there are work. still muscles there that have to be worked, and we, we've, it's very easy to ignore them. Yeah, breathwork connected to the Torah is, is very, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, how do you – this is sort of a two-sided question, uh, maybe for the same thing. The question is, how do you assess someone coming in to decide if they're going to be a good fit for the mm-hmm. online program or 
not. And I guess the other side of that is what happens if there's a problem? If someone's four weeks in and they're like, something feels wrong, this isn't working, uh, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable, you know, it, a thing comes up. What, what is the move for someone yeah, who's in the online program? That's an excellent question because obviously online, there's only so much we can do with regards to um, sign-up assessments and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just monstrously difficult because people can sign up no matter what. Um, people just I, I basically have a couple of checkboxes saying, have you had your checkups and have you had uh, the, experience, uh, the experience? When did you last give birth? I think those are the only two checkboxes that are compulsory. Anything else is almost voluntary information. Okay. So that means that on the design of the program, because it's a really good question, because people come to you with a wide variety of issues, postpartum. Uh, and some people come 10 years after giving birth, some people immediately, some people come with massive issues. Um, so what I make sure of is that everybody knows that, and this is the difference between what I tend to do and, and what you find with some other programs. Um, is that I have everybody has my email address, so to speak. That's people extraordinary. Can, people can email me because that makes a difference. The that bit of support also it makes it easier for me to have a podcast, right? Because sure. I, I don't need to worry about subject matter for interviews. Oh or for Q and A. Check I, the I, inbox. I get, I get twenty emails a week, so so but that means that people can usually. What happens a lot is people send me an email and they say, Pete, I've got X, Y, Z issues. Can Will your program work? And then quite often what I've come back, yes, it will, but. So the yes, it will, but I instead of doing X, I would like you to do Y as well. So then I send them a little thing because, again, it's not – I find with – it, it, it's quite easy for me to just draw something up quickly. I mean, you've been in the business yeah. for a while as well, right? Yeah, it doesn't take that long to put a session together. It really yeah. isn't isn't rocket science. Once you're good at it, it just makes sense. It kind of flows. Yeah. Um, it's a skill set like anything else. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so that is how I tend to deal with most of this stuff. I make it very clear that I am there for any questions people have. Because otherwise, what I find is that, and, and some of... The, the bigger postpartum programs especially, they sell 12-week programs and then they have an advice forum, which is usually managed or run by or occupied or used by other users of the program. Yeah, that's pretty common, just having all be a Facebook group or something analogous to that. Yes, exactly. I, I know Facebook groups of like 57,000 people and all that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, the problem with that is that Everybody who uses a program is a lay person. As in, they kind of, they know there's an exercise in the program, but they don't quite really understand why that exercise is and why it has to be done in a certain way. That's why we went to PT school, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and if you're not moderating it, if you're not the one there, you know, at least checking in once a day, you're basically outsourcing your work and your expertise to everyone else which mm-hmm. leads to the next question, who needs you? <laughs> yes, exactly, or uh, and, and it leads to problems, uh, especially, I mean, it leads to what we used to call bro science. Mm-hmm. It, it, it leads to the, Peter said this once on a podcast, and he meant this, because that's always what happens, right? Uh, he said this, but he meant this, and now I have taken this as X, Y, Z. Or what works for me was... I saw someone do this in a YouTube highlight clip. So this is how I'm going to train now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It is exactly that. I mean, there are some, YouTube is amazing. I I love YouTube. I I do. I could spend way too much time on on YouTube on a daily basis, but, and some, some of the fitness videos that Jeff Cavalier throws out there are, are phenomenal. And uh, all that after next stuff is nice, but unless you really know what he's talking about, it just sounds smart, right? It it, it just Agreed. sounds like this guy is talking for fifteen minutes about something, and then you can, it's easy to walk away with. He's got great abs, legendary oh, abs. Jeff is a beast. I mean, yeah. and, and year round. I mean, I love the guy. I have a lot of respect for him. I I, I really do. Um, but unless you really understand what he's talking about, you cannot tell other people how to apply that information. 
Um, and that is kind of my thing. As in, if you have no injuries, if there's nothing wrong with you, you can do whatever you want anyways. So you can follow Chloe, whatever her, fa- her name is uh, on YouTube, who does all the challenges and glute challenges and app challenges. You can do all them. Yeah, you're fit as a fiddle. If you're 22 years old, you have no, in- no, no injuries. You can do whatever you want. Uh, right fundamentally yeah. you can yeah. you can Basically. look at chris hemsworth workout program and this is how he trains for four and just just get cracking why not yeah. i'll do that uh, why not, not? hurt you yeah. uh, it's not gonna hurt you i, I like spoiler you won't end up looking like chris hemsworth but give it a shot yes exactly because but and and and, and that is exactly what i always tell my people i get a lot of a lot of emails from people saying how can i get abs like xyz professional athlete Awesome. Be a professional athlete your entire yeah. life from the age of six and have the same genetic makeup. Yeah. You also need to have been their child, which is too bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and then by the time you're your age now, you will look the same way. And uh, But it's, yeah, so you won't end up looking like Chris Hemsworth, but you can, you know, you can get a really good workout out of it. I love that. The, the fact that you... Uh, are even open to the idea of personalizing these workouts for people. You know, they, they, they get your template and say, mm-hmm. I feel like this, or I have this issue and doing that. Now, to, uh, to ask the obvious question, what happens if and when this thing blows up? Like you said, you got, I think you said you got 40 emails a week. What happens when you get 4,000 emails a week? Yeah, well, I am very, very lucky in that. I mean, I, I hope I get 4,000 emails a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That is living the dream. Then I have to work with people. As in, yeah. I've I already employed two people through through my personal training company that kind of know I'm, I'm, that I kind of taught how I like them to train people. Okay. Um, and then, but then it would become a case of employing people, other personal trainers. So it has to be qualified people. You see, that yeah. is that is usually the issue, and especially you'll know this: the PT industry is completely unregulated. Oh, uh, yeah, any any freaking Yahoo can call himself, yep. Yeah, personal training. I mean, personal training doesn't mean anything. I mean, I'm a postnatal expert. Well, you, you can look that up. It's not, yep. a, it's not a protected title anywhere, right? Oh, sure, yep. Sure, I, I can just say, okay, but I can say that because I've done my 10,000 hours, so to speak. I've, I've done my time. But, yeah, you can walk up tomorrow. I mean, the amount of online programs that I see, that are just started by people who thought, yeah, I, I experienced this issue, I resolved it, and therefore I'm now selling Oh, my stuff. God, I hate it. I hate the end of one, like the anecdotal, I did a yep. thing and it worked for me, and so now, and any like nutrition or fitness or wellness or recovery or I did this, so this is the only way now with nothing backing it up. And, like, and I'm, I don't dispute that it worked for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for anybody else because you don't even understand why it worked for you. And exactly. you might have been doing lots of other things. Like, this was my ab routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all know, like, you started doing your hardcore ab routine. I bet you started drinking more water. I bet you started going to mm-hmm. sleep on time. I bet you started eating your salad for the first time. Like, all of these things tend to have a compounding effect on, on the actual result. Yes, exactly. So it's exactly that. So all these people shouting that sort of information, I, I can't really use these guys. Um, as in, so if I, yeah, um, uh, I've always said expert advice has to come from, from qualified people or people with a ton of experience because, you know, technically Schwarzenegger doesn't have, have a qualification, but I'll still listen to him. Yeah. You get enough Mr. Olympias, I'll pay attention. (laughs) Exactly. So, so all that sort of stuff. And, And yeah, if this thing blows up, then I'm going to have to bring some people on board, but then I can also let my personal training business slide down a little bit because let's be honest then hpmb a healthy postnatal body would pay the bills um, even even if it's overwhelmingly a free template yeah because fundamentally then if if 80 uh, like i said about 80 percent of, of of clients only use the first three months so so, mm-hmm. so they get that first three months free 20 percent if i get four thousand people and 20 percent hang about so it'll pay my bills it'll be fine um and also, you know, again, when we get into the numbers, that is the interesting thing about the internet now. And I didn't understand this for a long, long time because I don't do any sort of, um, I don't sell anything on on, on, the, okay. on the website. And then I don't sell supplements. I don't have my 
my merch line and i really should because i do think it's really really cool <laughs> but you know there are not that many women that would buy that sort of gear that 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 i like but it is the the sideways for personal trainers these days to be able to make a bit more is is phenomenal i mean my, my podcast is uh is getting slightly better numbers now and all that sort of stuff than, than I used to for the first like hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, I might well look into placing the odd ad in there and, and right. all that sort of stuff. And all those, all those little things would slowly, but surely just, like I said, more than, more than pay the bills. I'll never be rich off the back of any of this sort of stuff. That is just not going to happen, but that is not really what my goal is. Cause I used to have a proper job. And I used to really care about how much money I made. And that made mm-hmm. me absolutely miserable. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think that that's a very reasonable balance of your, it's not only about the money. You're not trying to squeeze every cent you can out of it, but also mm-hmm. recognizing that, yeah, you need to pay your rent and, and eat food and, and not work 110 hours a week. And because exactly, you know, yeah. in order to provide any kind of actual value to these people, whether in person or online, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, have your wits about you and be recovered and be able to actually focus on people, uh, whether you whether they're right in front of you or not. Oh, absolutely. I, I am a big believer in uh, with regards to personal training. I never did more than five hours a day. Mm-hmm. I simply can't. Five hours is a lot. People don't understand. Exactly. Like, it's like I, I tell people it's like trying to perform for five hours. Like, have you ever seen a musician stand on stage for five hours? No. Like the, the ones who get to like two and a half and three are legendary because it's so hard to do. Yes, it, and exactly. And if you want to be a good PT, right? Because that, that, is, that is the point for me. It's not a numbers game. Yeah. It, it, it's I want to be a good personal trainer. Because like I said, I used, to have a, I used to have a different job that I didn't care that much about. I paid a lot more. So I care about being a PT. I can't have everybody on a Monday do chest. Right. Right. I can't just go out. Ah, well, if, if I'm in a gym and I haven't worked in a gym environment in a little while, to be honest, uh, I do, just do home stuff now. But I used to work in a gym, a high-end gym in, in, in Edinburgh, as in the most expensive gym in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't say anything about the quality of the people working there. I'm just saying right. that yeah. you'd, you'd expect slightly better. Very beautiful. Um, Oh yeah, it's a lovely gym. It is. If I could afford it, I would join it. It's, right? it's, it's that sort of gym. Yeah, we've got um, some of those. But but on a on a Monday, so several of my PT colleagues had did twelve hours a day, and on a Monday they would do chest. With oh, that's so lazy. All the clients that came in, there was no session plan. There was no, and I said, but dude, it's you're a personal trainer. Yeah, it, it well, implies personalization of. Yeah, they're just doing a template with whoever walks through the door, no matter what they need. Yeah, they quite often didn't even write it down because they didn't want to go through the through the hassle of. And you find this in in gyms much more than than anywhere else. Is somebody else is already on the piece of equipment that you wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you have to adapt your session and it becomes a whole hassle. So it's much easier to not write anything down. Just look around and see what other exercise you could potentially do. Um, yeah. It doesn't work, as in strength and conditioning coaches must be listening to this, just going, ah, gee, yeah, I know those guys, because yeah. you don't get results. No, it's impossible. You can't progress, and you're not providing value. Like people oh, no, are paying a really you a, a good story. amount of money, and you're literally not giving them what they're paying for. True. But as one of my clients always likes to say, bullshit baffles brains. Right? <laughs> I like and, that. And as long as you use the jargon, mm-hmm. And as long as you say superset and triset and pyramids and all that sort yeah. of stuff often enough, people will regularly just go, ah, this guy clearly knows what he's talking yeah. about. Well, but it's also like like they trust you. Like in theory, you know, you're working in this place, like you have some built-in credibility. You mm-hmm. claim to be a trainer who knows what you're talking about. And then you're just flaking on them to get these 12 hours a day is monster. Like I can't imagine. That sounds awful. I, I, like I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't provide value for 12 hours a day either. So I will never book 12 hours a day. It is, it is astonishingly hard work uh, for anyone. I mean, but then again, I, I don't know. I like to have a personal relationship with the, client, the clients I'm training. So I don't train people I don't get on with because uh, there's nothing mm-hmm. worse than a Friday afternoon, three o'clock client there's a regular session that 
you know, you have to wait two hours for to train that guy already or, or girl already, and you don't get on. So you're just dreading for two hours, you're dreading the yeah. session coming up. And then you have to you have to be in conversation with people because as a PT, I know more about, especially because I do a lot of post postpartum stuff. And for a lot of, a lot of women come to me, say a year or so after they've given birth. Okay. Right? That, that's because of the way sick pay uh, and uh, 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 maternity leave works in the UK. So um, we're very jealous. Oh yeah. Well, yes, indeed. I mean, you guys are just, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's need a giant Bernie. Problem. You need Bernie to come in and just give you all. <laughs> all I'm on board. Everyone. Yeah, um, because the, this this sort of stuff. Yeah, six. So in the UK, you get six months completely of hundred percent paid maternity leave. Excellent. And then after that, it drops off. So that means that after up to a year. So that means after a year, after nine months, a lot of women come back to me. Uh, or they come to me saying because the first six months they were off and they were doing other things they had a baby to take care of then, and the yeah. woman always comes last post-date right? it's always baby first understandably then partner then trying to figure out a new routine and then maybe they have time yeah. to look after themselves a little bit and um, so a year but what happens with a lot of women especially if they've given birth to their first a year later they're trying for their second right that is that happens quite regularly. Yeah, it's a normal schedule. So, so they come. So I quite often know when they are pregnant before their spouse does, because that's the one rule I have: is you have to tell me. That's the one rule, yeah. um, because I, I I'm not messing about with with that sort of stuff. Is in I have to know so we can. And there's nothing that you can do wrong in the first early stages of your pregnancy yeah. that will cause you to lose a baby. But you know, I need to know. Um, yeah, we do the same thing. I'm. I don't think I usually know before partners, but I'm the next person to know on a pretty regular basis, yes, and no exactly, one else yeah. knows often through the first trimester or whatever. Yes, when, exactly. So yeah, decision. they'll come to you. Say, yeah, I just found out I'm pregnant. I haven't told my mom yet. I haven't told anyone yet. We're not at the 13 week stage yet. That's sort that sort of that sort of conversation mm-hmm. um, is 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 very common. But that means that you have to build a relationship with people, and I can't do that if I see 12 people a day. Yeah, impossible. Right. It, it, it's, I, I just can't, because then all of a sudden I can't even remember whether you told me or not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've seen people have the same conversation with their trainers week in, week out. And I'm like, hey, you told this guy this last week. Yeah, but they're not and paying attention. They're not paying attention because they're already thinking about the next one and the next one and the next one. Uh, and, you know, I used to get tips when I just started as a PT. They always said, make notes about what your clients tell you. You know, when they're going on holiday, as in just make, keep a spreadsheet and keep all those. I find it's, it's even better if you just pay attention to your clients. Yeah. Yeah. I write a lot down, but we have a conversation too. And if I'm, if I'll write your sets and reps down, I might also make a note about, oh, like in two weeks, we won't be able to do this because yes. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But, but that, that makes sense. But you don't have to remember which, you don't have to write down which school the kid goes to or anything right. like that. Because you yeah. just go, yeah, he, he, t- he told me that or she told me yeah. that. I have two questions about the future, one for sure. your clients and one for you. What is, what's the next step? What do you think the ideal next step is after healthy postnatal body? Let's say like they, they, they do eight or 12 weeks. Maybe they go mm-hmm. a little bit further. Is there another step with you? Is there, what, where would you have people go ideally? Ideally, I want people to go back to their happy lives and do their own, do their own thing. I am a big believer that, I, what, what I really like, some of my favorite clients are people that came to me because they were referred by their PT. So their oh, that's PT, great. So, so they're working with people for, for weight loss or for general health, and they love those people. I, I, you, you, you know what this is like. It's, yep. So some, for some clients, it's tougher to break up with a PT than it is to break up with a partner. As in they've been for years with people, and, and, and they like these, these guys and girls, and they get results with them. I don't want them to leave them to come to me. I want them to come to me for two, three months. We fix whatever your issues are. And then you mm-hmm. go back to living your happy life, and you're but a stronger, fitter person of than what you used to be. Yeah. Back, return uh, to activity, return to fitness, back to all of the things yeah. you're interested in doing. Exactly. And and I am delighted if people if people do that. I, I am absolutely over the moon. Because my goal is not, I mean, it's different for my one-on-one PT clients. They tend to stick around a bit longer. But 
my goal is not to have people have a subscription service that they forget about, right? right. So they sign up and then a year later, oh, I'm still paying for this thing. No, <laughs> you get an email twice a week. There's no forgetting about Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so what, what I tend to do is when the podcast comes out, which is a Sunday, you get an email on the Monday. When a blog post comes out, obviously you get your session plan sent out to you. But those are all emails. And then regularly, uh, before your trial expires, obviously you get an email saying, dude, you've got two days to cancel. Otherwise, you're going to start paying. Because mm-hmm. what I really don't like is emails from people saying, I forgot to cancel or you never told me. Right? Because yeah. then I have to refund. I end up paying that charges. That costs a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's, I end up paying charges. And I don't, don't know what hassle. a hassle that is. <laughs> exactly. It's a pain in the neck. And it could potentially lead to, and this really matters these days, a one-star review or a complaint online. And then I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly powerful, <laughs> isn't it? It's it's insane, especially when you're when you're a small fish. I yeah. mean, Beachbody doesn't care. Uh, Mutu doesn't care if you give them yeah. a one-star review and all, all these big guys. But for people like you and me, uh, oh man, it's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a hundred thousand reviews that get lost in the lost in the noise. If you have 150 reviews, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, it, it really matters and, mm-hmm. and, and it really bugs me as well. <laughs> so so I, I, if people, so I, I don't like the email saying I forgot. Yeah. Now you had you had a lot of opportunities, and I find if you give people a lot of opportunities to to be reminded that they have a service and that their trial is going to expire, they tend to either cancel at that stage or they tend to be okay being a member for a while longer, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, ideally in an ideal world, people hang around for three or four months and and then they go back to doing whatever life, um, whatever they want to do. I love that. Now, what about the future of postnatal body? Like, what's the dream? Given unlimited resources, Peter, I found all the time and all the money. Here yeah. you go. What would you like oh, to do? Oh, man. Jeff Bezos walks in and he says, yeah. Peter, I'll fund it. Oh, man. I, I would. You tell me what you want it to be. We'll do it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would basically, all I would just say is I would probably make it completely free. Always. That is, yeah, but then completely, as in pull the entire program free. Uh, okay. make the entire program free because it becomes a like i said it's a numbers game if i get the if i get the hits on the site in an ideal world just make it available to absolutely everybody because it's like you said it's you're always pricing somebody out of the market mm-hmm. right? always. and i think for postpartum stuff especially because these are issues when we're talking about women's equality and all that sort of stuff, and of course we're two white guys talking to each other, right? So we should sure. probably sit back and shut up. Welcome but, to podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have an idea. I have an opinion. I'll have a podcast because I'm a white guy and everybody needs to listen to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but fundamentally, when we're talking about women's equality, it starts with equal access to health. It has to start there. Because what I listen to when I when when I hear when I listen to clients is that postpartum when they went back to work when they still had all those issues, like uh, they lost their confidence, they had no idea where they fitted in anymore. Their life had been turned upside down because by having a new baby already. Lack of confidence. They didn't necessarily even physically. They didn't feel as strong. And you know better than most what feeling strong actually means yeah, on a right day-to-day confidence level exactly and and so we're not just talking aesthetics we're not just talking looks we're talking about feeling right within yourself right it's difficult to ask for a pay rise yeah. if you're insecure right and and it's difficult to demand a seat at the table and go for the next promotion if if you're not feeling right within yourself so a lot of the financial opportunities that people have well everybody everybody accepts that there there is a gender pay gap especially postpartum and that is not just because they took a year out of work it can't just be that because like you said in america you don't even get a year out of work no so, so the pay gap must have a different reason. And even people that I don't necessarily agree with on many, many, many things at all, like Jordan Peterson, you know, and everybody yep. knows Dr. Uh, air quotes, Dr. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Um, even he will say a lot of the time, women 
do not ask for more money. Yeah, and it's less. Com- it's literally less common. It's been studied, and they are less yes. likely to ask for it. Exactly. And now, add to that a whole layer of feeling insecure and feeling uncomfortable within yourself, and that becomes even more difficult to do. So. So it just becomes so much, and also then we have the whole physical aspect of it, of course. You know, you come home sitting at, behind a desk all day and then you have to go home to your kids and all that sort of stuff. And you can't lift your kid up without breaking your back and all that sort of thing. I mean, people shouldn't really have to go through that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody should have access to a solution for that sort of stuff. And, you know, that's kind of what I want HPMB to, to help provide for people who have the money and the funds and or for people who live within an area such as so within a catchment area of of a, of a good pt such as yourself then it's easy they can afford it so they, they can they can go look you up but to help everybody in your area yeah that's serving people thing. who you aren't currently serving and for whatever reason can't right now. yes exactly mm-hmm. and that that's that's a that is next level kind of stuff and like i said before i'm not a samaritan on any level whatsoever but you know that that's that would be the dream as far as i'm concerned peter that's awesome i love it i love all of it thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time this has been great where should tell people all the things where should they find you what should they look up basically as long as long as you go healthy postnatal body one way or the other, you'll find me on Instagram. I'm, uh, I think we're on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm middle-aged, and therefore I don't do that stuff myself. Um, uh, Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast, again, it's out there as well, mm-hmm. or the website. Just Google Healthy Postnatal Body. The clue is in the title, much like your own your own business. I mean, it's it's a run seal. It does what it says on the tin. Yep. Right? It's, it's, that is what I like about, about naming. I don't need a clever title. I just... This is what we do. We give you a healthy postnatal body. And the first 12 weeks are free. If someone's listening first to this, they could weeks are free. look it up, to... sign up. They'll have it before this podcast is even over. Exactly. You don't need a coupon code or anything like that. You just sign up. You get it free as standard. And if you, even if you're like, yeah, Pete, but I can't afford it, that's fine. You sign up on day one. You cancel on day one. You cancel on the day of your sign up. You still get three months completely free access. That's amazing. It just made sense to do it that way because it's easier for me to be <laughs> to be honest. I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. This has been a real joy. Anything else you want to tell people before we go? No, it's been a joy being on, man. Um, I think you're on a good show here. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when the stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback. More questions about the program or you're ready to get started, feelstrong.me is the website feelstrong.me. If you're ready to make a change, if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time, get in touch. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong.